WSKY Skyrock Talk Radio, where the rock don't stop. A-Town, we're on the air. Welcome, I'm the voice behind the rock, your host, rocking at the speed of light, rocking Raj. We're starting a profile limousine, riding jet flying in wood and dealing like no man can. So lock it in and rip that knob off of it. Welcome. Welcome to the place for perseverance, passion, purpose, struggles, and breakthroughs, friendships, and new beginnings. The place that changes the way we live. We've been diving into setbacks that were really setups for major success stories. We've been listening. We've been listening and talking to people, incredible, amazing people, just like you and I. But they've done a few things a little bit differently, a little bit longer, and that's what's made them amazing. And every day I remind myself I am only one small decision away from my next success story. Ladies and gentlemen, let me say that we this is Season 2, Episode 1. Thank you for joining us, giving us feedback, words of encouragement. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel. You can now hear us on podcast platforms like Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast. Let me give a shout out to anyone out there listening to us on those platforms. Thank you. We are coming together to build the strongest rocking, reaching our community, our city, our country with kindness movement the social media in your area has ever seen. Because the more we share your story, the more lives we can change. So thank you for joining this movement. Look us up on WSKY Skyrock Talk Radio Facebook group. Hit us up on our website, skyrocktalkradio.com. Thanks for listening. Show some love by clicking on that support link on our website. And remember that every dollar, every dollar counts towards spreading kindness throughout our city. We have the potential to achieve greatness within us. Most of us don't last in business, don't last in projects, don't last in something we want to do because we want to start big. But we need to remember we need to start small, then grow big. Because even a human starts as a baby and grows up and becomes an adult. Never undermine small beginnings or small steps because every big project, every business started small. Let's allow ourselves to grow in everything we do so we can be matured and know how to handle the challenges we will encounter. If we allow ourselves to learn from small steps or small beginnings, we will be able to achieve a lot of stuff. Learning is the best medication of all challenges in life. Let's remember we were born to win. We should use our energy to find solutions instead of blaming ourselves or blaming others. Let go of all excuses and don't give ourselves a pass. Take responsibility and ownership for our life. We are greater than our circumstances. We have the power to put our life in a different position. Let's remind ourselves that we are intelligent, 
We are talented and we are greater than anything that we have gone through. Let's tell ourselves every day it is time to make a change. Let's move forward with faith. Let's move forward with confidence. Let's move forward with a with a firm determination to live our dream because it is our destiny. The world is waiting for us. Um, by the way, my name is John Welch. Kind of like family here, but maybe you never met us. Oh, this is my wife, Sandy. Been around a long time, but this is our first time to meet you. It's glad to meet you pleasure but as we were singing this song I was reminded of um, a story that I read and maybe you've heard about it there was a there was an artist many 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 years ago that painted this this picture it's a picture of um, a chess game and on one side of the board there is a man and and the the artist when he created this picture this man has his hands in his, I mean, his head in his hand and he's distraught. On the other side of the, the, the chessboard is Satan. And Satan just kind of leaned back, just kind of leaned back like, gotcha. And the name of this piece of artwork is called Checkmate. If you're familiar with chess, when you, when you find yourself in a checkmate situation, it's game over. So for many years, this picture hung in this gallery and thousands and thousands of people walked by this. They saw that. But one day, there was a master chess player who was with the group. And as, as the group stopped and the individual that was giving the tour explained the meaning of the piece of artwork, the rest of the crowd left, but the, the, master, the master chess player just stood there and he kept looking. He kept looking at this picture. And so as people left, they went to the next, the next uh, piece of artwork and the, the guide was describing it. And then finally he stopped and the master chess player looked at everybody uh, and, and informed everybody. And he made this statement. He said, there's one more move. There's one more move. The artist was wrong. Because he looked at that checker board, excuse me, the chess board. And he realized the artist had gotten it wrong. That indeed that man was not in checkmate. That Satan didn't have that man in checkmate. That indeed, listen to me, indeed there was one more move. Listen to me. When the master looked at it, he said, oh no, no, no. This man is not in checkmate. This man, the enemy doesn't have this man in checkmate. There is one more move. Listen to me. Listen to me, there are people in this room and you feel like that man. You feel like that man and that the enemy's won or culture's won or circumstances has won. But I, I believe the Lord wants you to know the Master, the Father, the Holy Spirit, Jesus is looking at your board and He's telling you there's one more move. Come on, somebody. There's one more move. The Master is saying this morning, there is one more. There's one more move, everybody. Come on now. You're not in checkmate. The enemy hasn't won. There is one more move. Can somebody get excited about God being a way maker? When it seems like it's not possible, it's possible with God.
uh, WSKY Skyrock Talk Radio. Love and kindness to you. Be kind and love always. Person to person. One kindness at a time. And let's reach our community, our city with kindness. Let me take a moment and welcome the pastor of One Life Church of Alexandria to WSKY Skyrock Talk Radio, Pastor Josh McElwee. Thank you so much, Pastor, for taking the time to speak and share with us. Yes, sir. Glad to be here, Roger. Uh, one of our introductory statements and mottos of WSKY Skyrock Talk Radio is we have been diving into setbacks that were really setups for major success stories. So uh, please take a moment because when we re read the Bible or God's Word, we see a lot of God's people experiencing setbacks, but they were really in God's plan of everything. It, 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 it was really a setup for a major success story. So my first question, of course, is how does the Bible or God define setbacks? Or how does God want us to look at setbacks that, that's happening in our life? Or, or, or what is the attitude that we should have on how we should look at setbacks. Yeah. Well, I think setbacks are a normal part of life. I mean, no, no one's going to get through this life without having any setbacks. Um, and of course, in Scripture, you know, even the biggest heroes of God, that was that was always the case. Um, they were always going to have setbacks. You know, things like that. And really, in in Scripture, we're told to rejoice over setbacks. And over trials, difficulties, you know, pain, tribulation, things like that, because of the character that it works in us. And the, the idea of Scripture is that the character that is worked in you through setbacks and trials and trouble is actually more valuable than maybe what you were after. You know, you were after whatever success or, you know, this working out. And what the Scripture ends up teaching us is that that setback. And that character change that happens in your life through that trial, it, it really can't be obtained any other way. And so it, it changes you, you know, and it changes your character from the inside out. No, that's pretty deep. Uh, some of your past sermons you have um, shared with your listeners, and, and I want to give you an opportunity to elaborate on some statements and some topics that you have shared that could possibly relate to setbacks. Uh, one of them being stay away from certain things because they are like ponds that lead to bigger oceans. Yeah, this, this came because we used to live in Shreveport and we lived in a subdivision that had a very small man-made little pond at the center of it. And it was not much to look at. I, I would put my kayak in it every now it and it probably didn't take me, you know, three or four minutes to get across because it wasn't very big at all. And, but one day at the back of that pond, I discovered that there was a little creek that flowed out of it. And so I followed that little creek and that took me, that little creek took me out to Cross Lake, which if you're familiar with Shreveport is a much, much bigger, much bigger lake. And then after that, I discovered that Cross Lake, there was another creek that came out of Cross Lake called Nine Mile Bayou, and if you took Nine Mile Bayou, that took you to the Red River, and if you took Red River, that took you to the Mississippi River, and if you took the Mississippi River, that took you to the Gulf of Mexico, and from the Gulf of Mexico, you reached the waters of the world. And so right there from that little bitty 
pond in my subdivision, I actually had access, you know, to the entire world. And what mm-hmm. what I what made me think about that was mm-hmm. there was a, and this is a heartbreaking story, but there was a young man in Shreveport that had had connection with our youth group at the church there, who had been on social media and had been communicating with someone that he thought was a young female girl. Come to find out, it was a it was a grown man, and this this grown man ended up kidnapping him and murdering him. Wow! So it it was very significant, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. But this example got me thinking: how often parents will hand kids a phone or social media, things like that, thinking it's like that little pond, and they think, well, it's not it's harmless. There's not nothing to it. Yeah, but what what is it connected to? And from that little pond it can take you to something bigger and then to something bigger and then to something bigger. And that is the case with phones and internet. Not that that's what we're here to talk about today, but you asked about that story. That That's kind of where that came from. And I, I think for all of our lives, we have to think about that because it's not like Satan shows up with, with a red suit and horns and a pitchfork. He presents things to us in a way that we think just like that point that, well, it's not a big deal. And it ain't that big a deal if I do this or if I go here. Well, yeah, but that's connected to something else. And what this might be is just a door to that. And, it, and you just get there one little step at a time. So it's just a reminder to live guarded and live, you know, with wisdom about that, you know, things that may seem harmless. Sometimes there's a, a bigger thing going on with it. Uh, something else that, that you have... Uh, mentioned is there are no excuses, no explanations. The fruit of our life is evidence enough. Yeah, this was a statement that was made by another pastor. So this is not actually my statement. I got to make sure to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> but this is from, pa- I first heard this from Pastor Bill Shear, who pastors a church in Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, called Guts Church. Odd name for a church. But a great church and great pastor. But yeah, he 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 would always say. I heard him say this so many times. He would say, "No excuses, no explanations. The fruit of your life speaks for itself." And what he was hitting on is this tendency, in it seems like all of mankind, to make excuses for ourselves. Well, this happened because somebody didn't like me, or they were out to get me, or I, it just wasn't my time, or and on and on. And we make excuses after excuses after excuses. And so before you know it, you you insulate yourself with these excuses instead of looking at the reality that you have come to produce in your life. The Bible calls it sowing and reaping. And God said, don't be mocked on this issue. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. In other words, the harvest that you're getting is connected to the seeds that you've sown. And if you think any differently than that, then he says you're mocked. You're mocking God, and he says you're deceived. And so I love that statement. Uh, As a pastor, I have to meet with a lot of people, and that's a challenge that I constantly face, is people making excuses for why they are the way that they are. Always finger-pointing to somewhere else. And I don't know if you've noticed it, but we live in a world right now that loves to point the finger at everybody else except at their, at their own self. And I've tried to, in my family, my life, my children, and in our church, I've tried to instill that personal responsibility of, you know, before I point fingers at anyone else, I'm going to point it at my own self. And I want to make
make sure I'm looking inward first. One of my favorite statements, one of the statements that we've taught our staff and we think about all the time, actually comes from another pastor. You know, maybe I'm not that good at coming up with my own my own quotes, but this is from Pastor Craig Groeschel, and uh, I, I love what he said because it, it talks so much about you know uh, taking responsibility and. Basically, what he was saying is that anything that is frustrating you, you've either created or allowed. And I thought when I heard that, I'm like, whoa. Immediately, you want to start, your mind wants to start jumping to things of, well, wait, what does that not apply to? Surely everything that's frustrating me, I haven't created or allowed. Well, in a sense that you have, and it shows the power of your choice. If you didn't create it, at the very least, you're allowing it to continue. And that's a deep thought to think about. But I, I love it. And, and I'm not saying that there isn't situations it might not apply to, but thinking like that and thinking that hardcore, everything in my life that is frustrating me, I've either created it or I've allowed to continue by not dealing with it, not changing my situation, you know, not improving as a, as a person. It puts, it puts the responsibility squarely back on your shoulders. And I think that that's where it should be. Uh, going back for just a moment, uh, how important is attitude when it comes to looking at setbacks? Well, I think attitude ends up being everything because it can be the difference of you turning into a very bitter person, and a very resentful person, a very angry person, or on the other hand, handling it correctly with the right attitude, turning into a very strong and resilient person. You know, the, the same situation could happen to two different people, one with the right attitude, one with the wrong attitude, and, and that be the only thing that's the difference. And a perfect example is my friend, Pastor Cedric Jefferson at Global Impact Church, talking about setbacks and attitude. When we got in our church building that we're in now, Global Impact and Pastor Cedric had been trying to get in this building before us. Now, we didn't really know each other at that time, and, and we weren't connected at that time. But they had spent several years remodeling this building. They had put a lot of money into this building and ended up losing the building in the process and all of the money that they had put into it. And I can't imagine that setback. Like, I've not had to walk through something to that degree. But their whole church was invested in it. They had spent countless hours, did most of the work themselves, you know, and invested so much money. And when they had to walk away from this building and seemingly lose everything they put into it, I can't imagine dealing with that setback, the discouragement of that, you know, the wondering, did I hear God? Where, where is God? Was he with me? You know, how did this happen? So after a couple years that we'd been in this building, we, we ended up getting the building. That's a long story we're not going to tell today, but we ended up purchasing the building after that. Well, a couple years later, I was driving through Alexandria in a part of town that I'm not really used to going to, and I saw a large building that had been remodeled and it said Global Impact Church on the front. And instantly, it hit me. I mean, it didn't take just a few seconds for me to put it together. And I thought to myself, here's a man that invested time, money, resources into remodeling a church and getting it ready for his congregation. They lost it. And here it is two years later, they have another building that they've remodeled. They kept going forward. They kept reaching people for Jesus. It blew me away because I had to ask myself, would I have done that? Would I have been able to do that? 
and I pulled in there immediately. I, I pulled. I was with one of my. I was with my youth pastor, and we pulled in, and I, I said, "I've got to meet this guy." And I, he just happened to be there, and we walked in the church, and I met Pastor Seth, and I told him, I said, "Man, I just wanted to meet you." And I told him why. I said, "Man, this happened with this other building, and here I come today. Y'all remodeled this whole place, which, by the way, it was beautiful. And you're reaching people like that. So that's kind of what you're talking about is the setback that's a setup. Yeah, that is true. Because here's the other thing, the other side of that that was so impressive. They thought, Pastor Cedric and his congregation and all of his team, they thought that they had wasted all of this time and money and, and that it was for no purpose. But in the kingdom, that really wasn't the case because what ended up happening was they just sowed all of that into one life, into us. And I told, I, he actually had me come to his church and communicate this to his church. And I said, look, y'all thought that y'all lost all of that, but here's the reality. that What ended up being y'all's maybe greatest defeat ended up being our greatest success. You took all of that hard work and money and you thought you just lost it, but it didn't. It stayed in the kingdom. And actually, it just transferred over to, to one life. You were actually helping us plant this church and get this church started. You didn't even know you were doing it, but God knew. And it just reframed the whole thing. And me and Pastor Cedric joke sometimes when I tell him, you know, uh, you sowed all that into us. It may not have been voluntary, but you ended up sowing all of that into us. And look at all the lives that are being changed through our church because of what, what y'all did. So your point that you're trying to make, Roger, about, you know, setbacks can really be setups. Yeah, that is, that is true. You know, God is orchestrating things and he's working behind the scenes. And it has so much to do with attitude. If you quit and you get discouraged and, and you don't you, you quit fighting, you know, when you lose faith that God is working, you're gonna miss out on some of those things. So yeah, Pastor Cedric was a great inspiration to me and actually has become one of my closest friends, you know, through this whole process. He and I spend so much time and now we've done Ron's house together, you know, and, and, and here in Alexandria, which is the uh, homeless shelter for men, and we partner together on so many things. But God was God knew all of that. He knew all of that. And I asked Pastor Cedric the other day, I said, uh, if, you could, if you could pick one church, one ministry in your life that you could have sown the kind of money that y'all ended up sowing in us, would it have been one life? And he said, yeah, absolutely. But I didn't even know y'all. You know, but God knew that we were going to have that friendship down the road. And so all of that was, was orchestrated. I know, I know one of the very first statements that you made to me whenever I came in with my, my mindset that my train had been derailed you looked at me and said no your train hadn't been derailed God just changed tracks and immediately the vision I got was God reaching up and grabbing the bar and just pulling it and my train just went in a, in a different direction than the direction that I was traveling I thought, you know, this is my train. I'm going in this direction. Oh my goodness, I'm set back. My train is, I'm sitting on the side of the road in this train crash here waiting for somebody to come pick me up. And then you step in and say, no, wait a minute. Your train's still moving. God just changed track. So it was the attitude change that I had to make. That's so good. And I think one of the things I remember about that time with you, if, if we could just kind of be vulnerable, the pain that you were in. You, know, you, you were in a lot of pain. And you were trying to have the right attitude. 
And I think that's sometimes a thing that can be missed in a podcast like this or conversations is, oh yeah, well, we just got to have the right attitude and move on. Well, that's, that's kind of hard sometimes. And I remember you and I having hours of conversations, hours <laughs> of conversations and time together. It took you a lot of time to get over that pain and that hurt. And that's what I would want to encourage people with too is just because we're saying have the right attitude and you know try to have, see it the right way, it doesn't mean there's not going to be a lot of work involved and maybe a lot of time involved of getting to that place. You know, and you were faithful to walk that out over time. But if we were to be honest, that's a couple year process, you know, of getting full healing, full recovery, full forgiveness for everything involved and, and getting to the place where you could see that properly. You know, that took time. And that's the case for a lot of us. A setback, a major setback is painful. What happens is we have this video that plays in our head 24-7. And it's the what if video. What if I would have said this? What if I would have done this? What if, what if, what if? Exactly. And then we got to be the one to realize that we're the only one that can stop that video. Not anybody else. I mean... People can pray for us, but we're going to have to be the one to stop the video, press the rewind button, press the delete button, and press record to start over again. Exactly. And so that's one of the things I had to do with that whole situation was I had to stop this video. The video that's playing in my mind has got to go. That's good. you got to get rid of it. You know, and uh, it, it probably took, I don't know, three to five years, really. But I, 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 I didn't give up. Uh, you know, the scripture that always kept coming to mind was in the book of Psalms about being planted like a tree by water. And I knew I had to be planted. I couldn't bounce from church to church to church to church and try to find healing that way. I had to find a church and plant myself. Yeah, no, it's so good. And I just want to encourage people with that because it, it takes time. And it takes commitment, and it takes not giving up, you know. But it's okay if you're hurting. It's okay if it, you're devastated. You just you have to be committed to the process to see it correctly and get the help that you need. Maybe it can. Maybe it is a pastor or a friend or you know someone that can come alongside you and encourage you and help you, and then you'll come out of it. Uh, giving you the last word and probably share some contact information if, if, if anybody wants to reach out to you. Uh, t- t- talk to us about how the will of God is like the game of Zelda. <laughs> oh, man. Now, you're going way back for that one. Um, well, yeah, and for those that are, that are around my age, which is in the 40 or so range, you know, you grew up on NES playing the original Zelda, Legends of Zelda. And one of the things I remember about it was that you could skip ahead if you wanted to. You could kind of rush through things. There'd be these little people come along and ask you for help. You know, oh, come save my sister or help this. And you didn't have to do that. You know, you could just rush along and you could go to the next levels. And then all of a sudden, though, what you would find out when you got to, say, level two, level three, is that there was a big rock in the road. A setback. A major setback. And you needed this special hammer to break it you didn't have and then you find out that oh back in level one if I helped that girl she was going to give me a hammer and then I needed that for level three and 
And uh, all the way back then, you know, the Lord began to show me that there are no shortcuts in the process of God. And even if you think you're skipping ahead, you're not. It, it's actually going to take you longer. And so what I learned to do is trust the process and trust God that His timing, His way, His path, because He knows what's coming up in your future and He will always have you prepared for that future. If you skip ahead, you get ahead of God, you're going to show up unprepared. And you're going to find out there were a lot of things along the way God was trying to get me ready for, but I was too you know, selfishly ambitious. I had my own goals, my own, and I just jumped ahead of God. Well, don't do that. That's a mistake. Follow God. Stay close to God. Let Him lead you. You have a lot of time with God. You're going to get no after no after no, you know, and it's for your own good. And you only find out later that He had a plan and a, and a process. So, yeah, stay stay close to God. That would be the final word I would give people is stay close to the Lord. You know, uh, anything you're trying to do in life, that's the, that's the foundation of it is you have to stay close to the Lord through your personal prayer and discipline times. So as far as contact information, um, yeah, we're on YouTube, One Life Church, we're on YouTube. We broadcast live every Sunday uh, and from our website, onelifechurchalexandria.com, and all of our contact information, email, and all of that sort of thing is on there.